Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Bioprocess Insider Expression Platform. My name is Dan Stanton and I am the founder and editor of BioprocessInsider.com, a regular news site that covers all things bioprocessing-y. Now, I've said the word bioprocessing um, a hell of a lot within the last few seconds, but um, this podcast tries to go a bit beyond the general trends in the bioprocess space and to talk to some of the uh, thought leaders and uh, people who matter within the wider biopharma space. If uh, you are interested in um, either contacting me or um, speaking to me in a future episode, then feel free to reach out. Uh, my email is dan.stanton at informer, I-N-F-O-R-M-A dot com. Um, or, you know, if you just want to get in touch and tell me how great or bad you think this platform is, then go wild. Anyhow, this episode, I am absolutely honoured to be speaking with Patrick Lucy, who has just jumped ship from Phoenix to join Lycan Bioscience, a manufacturing services firm focused in the cell therapy space, as the Chief Operating Officer. Uh, Patrick, if you don't know, has 29 years of experience in the biopharma space and shares with me some of uh, his successes and some of his hopes for the future within the, well, specifically the cell and gene therapy industry. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Patrick Lucy. I think the last time we spoke was um, a couple of years ago at Bio, and um, you were working for a, a different company then, Phoenix. So you are now the President and Chief Operating Officer at Lycan Bioscience, an end-to-end company servicing the cell and gene therapy industry. Um, it's been, well, <laughs> quite a dramatic start of the new year for you, has it not? It absolutely has. And uh, no, at the toward the end of last year when Ligand, L-I-G-A-N-D, um, uh, closed the, the, the acquisition of uh, my previous company, Phoenix, I, I had the opportunity um, uh, to explore a, a role at Lycan, L-Y-K-A-N. And um, Tony Rotuno, the, the current CEO, um, and I had several conversations in the, in the fall regarding uh, my joining the, the company. And, and after visiting the team and seeing the facility and, and really thinking about where I wanted to go next with my career, it, it became very obvious to me that, that cell therapy was, was um, an area that I was excited about, particularly working with, with Lycan. Well, I, I want to talk about Lycan in a, in a bit, but I kind of want to start by um, going back to the beginnings. You've been in the industry almost 30 years. I believe you started at Replogen um, before joining Lonza. Back then, I was so young, presumably there was no cell and gene therapy industry to speak of, and the biologics landscape itself was very, very different. So if, if you can tell me what that landscape was like back then, I think that'd be an interesting place to begin. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I did. I started out, you know, like a lot of people in biotech in one Kendall Square in downtown Cambridge, um, working at Replogen. And at that time, Replogen was an innovative uh, biotech company focused on on um, oncology drugs and the the new Replogen or the Replogen of today is a bioprocess solution company, also quite innovative, but a different focus. But quickly I moved up to, after about four or five years at Replogen, I moved up to Lonza, um, which was Celtech Biologics at the time, 
but so this was the division in Portsmouth that was focused on contract manufacturing. And soon after joining Lonza, um, Lonza had acquired Celtech's contract manufacturing business. And back then, um, you know, this was in the mid '90s. There was a, a significant interest in large scale um, manufacturing, and at the time, monoclonal antibodies were 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 really coming uh, into um, maturity, so to speak. And there was a huge amount of demand for manufacturing capacity. So at this time, it was really focused on recombinant uh, proteins and and in monoclonal antibodies uh, it was as the focus. So so there was a lot of effort focused on mammalian cell culture, um, with a little bit less focus on, on microbial systems um, in the mid '90s, late '90s. And then we saw we saw some challenges in terms of the ability to keep product on the shelves um, because these monoclonals were so uh, so much in demand um, that that we saw the boom in in contract manufacturing and really third party manufacturing, which was the the catalyst for what was Covance at one time and now Fujifilm Diocin through several corporate transactions in Lanza and Boringer Ingelheim and all these all of these contract manufacturers explode. But for the most part. The focus at that point in time was really monoclonal antibodies, but in in 2000 2001 is is when um, I had moved from Lanza to to uh, a company called Collaborative Bio Alliance that was a small uh, contract manufacturer focused on microbial systems, um, and then soon after joining Collaborative, Dow Chemical acquired Collaborative with the intent of actually building a a world scale mammalian cell culture contract manufacturing business in Smithfield, Rhode Island. Um, this was 2001. And at that point, we saw a lot of late stage uh, failures in the pipeline and, and therefore manufacturing capacity became um, in excess. So Dow pulled back on, on that um, investment. And, and at that point in time, we made a decision to focus on the Pseudomonas expression system. That was the the platform that Phoenix, uh, that became the company Phoenix, and and really focused on the microbial expression ends of things, and and really at that point we started to see innovation in therapies around you know, complex engineered proteins. So so not really focusing on natural proteins like human growth hormone and other types of proteins like that, but more innovative uh, scaffold type proteins. So bivalent, trivalent proteins that weren't necessarily monoclonal antibodies, but, but certainly um, complex proteins that were designed for, designed for therapeutic impact, but not necessarily designed for manufacturability. And that's why the Phoenix platform really um, did well in, in those years is because there was a lot of companies coming to us with innovative engineered proteins that really couldn't get them to express in traditional systems. And, and that launched Phoenix into the, into the marketplace. Now, if we fast forward, you know, to today, um, it's it's almost as if recombinant expression uh, and monoclonal antibodies are, you know, they're 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 in place. They'll always be here. They're great therapies and great platforms. But cell therapy is is really um, really leveraging the human cells and a variety of human cells to to enable those cells to do what they're supposed to do in the human body. And and it's it's truly innovative in its early days in cell cell and gene therapy for sure, and that's what gets us excited at Lycan. Um, that that we are on the on the 
in the beginning stages of cell therapy, we've got a beautiful capability on the ground and in a team that has a ton of experience. And we're super excited about, about being part of this, this new wave of, of, of therapy, of personalized um, immunotherapy. It's a question that I've asked to several people of late, um, but is the cell and gene therapy space at the moment in 2021, does it resemble the monoclonal antibody space of the sort of early 90s at all? Are you seeing that same sort of uh, um, dynamic, um, well, dynamic investment and innovation um, throughout or are there any sort of stark differences? I think that's fair. I think that 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 is a, is a nice uh a nice comparison. I think that in the early days of, of monoclonal antibodies um, and complex engineered proteins, the, the chat, there were there were significant manufacturing challenges, and and that that industry, especially on the manufacturing side side, has really come a long way. And and I think the days of the twenty thousand, thirty thousand liter fermenters maybe 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 over uh, for at least a lot of therapies. Um, but again, and I think there's a lot of manufacturing opportunity within cell and gene therapy, just like there was in mammalian cell culture and, and engineered proteins. And so um, I think that's where we find ourselves right now is that it, it's, no, it's no secret that that's in particular cell therapy manufacturing is, is, is quite challenging from a range of reasons, both logistics of getting um, you know, biopsied material or patient cells from the patient to the manufacturing site processing those cells and getting them back to the patient efficiently to ensure that they're they're robust and, and, and viable uh, when they return to the patient. So the logistics on the front end and the back end are challenging, but the cells themselves, the, the diversity of cells that we're trying to leverage in the space are sensitive. And so they're, they're not naturally challenging to culture and expand. And so there's, there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in the cell therapy in particular, in the cell therapy space that, again, we find ourselves on the, um, the leading edge of, and that's, that's truly um, an opportunity for Lycan. You spoke of problems with industry's speed in bringing monoclonal antibodies to market. At the moment, when the cell and gene therapy side, we are hearing a lot about the need for capacity, especially when we're talking about viral vectors and such. Do, do you think there's any um, uh, any chance that industry is going to make the same mistake on the cell and gene therapy side, or have they learned from the overcapacity issues of the early 2000s? Yeah, I think that the facilities we're talking about for cell and gene therapy, particularly cell therapy, are, is are 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 reasonable, are very high tech but the footprint required is, is significantly le less than these large scale um, recombinant facilities. And so I think where we, in the cell therapy side, where we see challenges or, and also opportunity is that there's you know, a, a demand for skilled uh, individuals that will be the main, do the manufacturing of these, of these products, which is um, getting people trained in this space is something that, that we've been actually talking with Mass Biotech and others about. And really, it's it's very specialized. And, and the way we look at cell therapy is, is it's really three different things. It's the it's the capacity itself, it's the logistics on the front end and back end, and it's the proximity to to uh, locations where where cell cell therapies are being delivered to patients. And, and I truly believe that being you know, thirty miles. Uh, west, south, southwest of downtown Boston provides an advantage to our partners in, in, in order to have their products 
manufactured Lycan and delivered back to patients that are in the greater Boston area, but that's not really the limitation. Certainly having a, a facility in reasonable proximity to Logan Airport enables, enables us to service uh, partners all over the country for sure. But I, I think that where there's opportunity is, is on the technology side um, is to see if there are common um, threads to these processes to standardize these production processes. We're talking about all sorts of different immune cells um, from CAR T cells and T cell receptors and tumor infiltrating lymphocytes, et cetera. And so you're talking about all different cell cell types that we need to cater to to be successful. So that's where the technology play is, but there's a fair amount of, of logistics and manufacturing um, challenges that we believe are a great opportunity for this team at, at Lycan. Um, this is the team that, that got the first, cell, first autologous cellular immunotherapy approved over a decade ago. So the core manufacturing team at Lycan have been manufacturing tens of thousands of commercial batches of cell therapy of a cell therapy drug. They took that experience and sat down a couple of years ago and designed what I believe to be the cell therapy facility of the future, uh, a fully paperless um, facility that has electronic batch records, um, eight segregated GMP production suites, all can operate in parallel. And the facility has been designed to support both clinical and commercial products, therefore avoiding the need for subsequent tech transfers, which again, with, with processes as, as sensitive as cell therapy processes, having to, not having to transfer the process to a commercial site is, is a huge advantage. I, I didn't realize that actually that Lycan had um, you know ten years of manufacturing experience in a very very new space. Um, where did Lycan come from then? Where, where did it emerge from? Lycan is is really the core manufacturing team at Lycan uh, was was the team that was manufacturing Provenge for Dendrion, and and they came back together as a team back in 2019. And as, as a group of, of, of experts in cell therapy manufacturing sat down and designed, you know, basically if we could build with all the learnings that we, we had over the years of manufacturing, I think somewhere in the range of 20 to 30,000 batches, how would we design a, an optimal facility that would, that would be catering to cell therapies and in a purpose-built facility for cell therapy? And, and they laid that out on paper. And then went and, and got it um, financed by, by by Windrose Health Investors and and built the facility. So I'm, you know, when I entered the, the facility, when I entered the company in early January, you know, I was personally the recipient of a, a facility that's ready to roll. Um, it is currently going through environmental monitoring validation, and uh, it's fully ready to go. And where we're doing tech transfer now for our first partner. And and uh, several more in negotiation. So the facility is is fully established. And and again, those years of experience. That's that's one of the areas of cell therapy that's a huge challenge is finding experienced people that know how to run these processes. And I truly believe that's differentiating for Lycan. And then if you fold in the the use of electronic batch records, so a paperless facility is hugely efficient, particularly if you're doing third-party manufacturing and having to transfer those batch records back to our partner and, and, and back to our site. So that that makes it a lot more efficient. So yeah, I think that's that's what people, um, I really want people to understand is that this is a team that has is deep in experience. And under the leadership of Tony Rattuno, 
who's been a, a manufacturing person in this industry for 40 years, um, you know, it says a lot about what we bring to the table from a from a from an experience perspective. Um, I'm going to push you on the uh, Dendrian side because obviously the issues with the manufacturer of Provenge have been well documented. The complexities, the 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 the, the sheer cost. Uh, what though has the team at Lycan who um, um, evolved from from Dendrion? What have they learned from that process, and how have they installed this at Lycan to make the manufacturing of these therapies? simpler and cheaper. I think that, that, you know, obviously being getting a cell therapy approved over a decade ago, uh, they were well before their time. Uh, and certainly innovation and in, in science have, has advanced dramatically. I think that they, we give them a lot of credit for, for getting a, a cell therapy approved so long ago, so far before their time. Um, but their ability, I mean, it's, it's, speaks for itself. I mean, they've, they've done 30,000, over 30,000 batches of that product. Um, after working through some of the challenges with cell therapy manufacturing, there's no doubt that uh, even today, uh, there's challenges with cell therapy. Think about doing it a decade ago. And these were exactly the experiences that they were having with monoclonal antibodies back in the early days as well. So, um, so just the fact that they've been through a lot of those experiences and then had the ability to step back and say, if we could do it, Again, how would we do it different so we can do it better? We're the recipients of that experience. And, and so what you see is a facility that's highly flexible, eight different GMP production suites that can move product in and out very efficiently. And again, I think the, the, the quality management system that we've deployed at LICAN is, is second to none. And, and the team, our, our quality team, uh, led by Kelly O'Hare is is a is a phenomenal team that that will deliver on those quality obligations. So um, I, I think we're the recipients of of those those initial hardships um, and and the learnings that, that that they came through. And and certainly again, when you're in the tens of thousands of batches, there's tons of learnings to have been done. Pat, I think you're being uh, extremely modest by um, highlighting the um, the positive attributes at Lycan and everyone else who works on the team there. But let's talk about yourself. One of your uh, major achievements was steering the spin out um, of Phoenix from the Dow Chemical Company and really sort of uh, uh, being instrumental in promoting and, and developing the Phoenix expression technology platform. I'm wondering if you can talk about how you're going to bring your experience from Phoenix to Lycan. Sure. And, and I think one of the, 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 I mean, much like at Phoenix, we had a great team and, and at Lycan, again, uh, I'm joining a, a team that has immense experience in what they do, whether it be the manufacturing team, the quality team, the commercial team. Uh, we've got a we've got a leadership team at Lycan that probably has close to 100 years or more experience in this industry. Where I think I I what I bring to the table, you know, from Phoenix uh, from the Phoenix evolution was really we we evolved Phoenix over time. We started Phoenix in 2001 within a 50 billion dollar chemical company, uh, spun that out, and worked with a team a leadership team to think about how we maximize value of the technology. So in our first iteration of the business, we were very much focused on, on technology licensing and process development. But, but very quickly, what we realized was to, to the scalability of that was not optimal. And, and is there a way to derive greater value from the platform? 
and certainly that was in development of products. So after we spun out of um, Dow Chemical, Phoenix began doing product development, but certainly the service business was generating plenty of cash to, to, to stave off any dilution. Um, I'm proud of the fact that when we spun Phoenix out in 2009 through a Series A financing, we never had to go back to the to the market to raise capital prior to our IPO because we were able to sustain a deal flow that brought plenty of cash into the business so we could both build a pipeline um, and keep the technology fresh. And again, after we after we did the IPO, we we further pivoted and stopped focusing on the service business altogether and very much pro focused on product development, both wholly owned products as well as partnered products. And a couple of those products are either approved or in, in, the, in the final stages of, of approval um, and in really exciting times there. And then finally, um, prior to the, the Ligand acquisition, we were pivoting once again and, and heading towards more innovative um, products and, and using the platform to, to make um, our set of innovative uh, proteins that we were going to to develop from the, from the very beginning. Now at Lycan, I think there there's plenty of opportunity here for strategy. Um, right now, we're a pure play cell therapy manufacturing company with an amazing capability that I've already described. But the questions that that I I think about um, is is really what where do we go next? Um, for the next several months, we're going to focus on execution, uh, maximizing the facility optimizing the processes and executing flawlessly on behalf of patients. Um, I've talked a lot to this team about that first day when, when, a, when a shipment goes out from our site and it's heading back to a patient is going to be a big day for this business, uh, for this company. And so, you know, flawless execution is not trivial and it's not just a tagline for, for a cell therapy manufacturer. There's a singular person on the other end that's waiting for that therapy to be returned to them. One of our, one of the lines on our website is it's the difference is personal. And I think it's personal from how we interact with our partners and it's personal when, when a person gives you their cells so you can enable those cells to help them fight their cancer. It can't, doesn't get much, much more personal than that. Um, but when I think about strategy of this business is really, uh, do you, do you continue to be a pure play cell therapy manufacturer and expand your capability? Uh, geographically, given the logistics, you know, op, sorry, given the logistics opportunities with cell therapy and putting facilities in locations where these cell therapies are being delivered, that creates an opportunity. And we have the blueprint of that facility. We have the software design of that facility. So putting that in the ground anywhere else in the world is is entirely possible in a, in a seamless way. Um, the second question is, do we diversify? I mean, cell and gene therapy are inextricably linked based upon, you know, how these, the, you get based on the in vivo and ex vivo approach. And so do you diversify into cell and gene therapy? Uh, definitely something that, that this team is going to consider uh, over the next several months. And then finally, logistics. Um, do, we, do we bring in a, a solution that's already out there to make sure we provide the end-to-end -end service at LICAN, or do we develop an organic uh, approach to this? And, and that's something the team will need to work through. So, I mean, I, I'm very much an execution person, um, very much love the, 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 the partner interaction, but also will bring that strategic thought to the, to, the, to the table with this team. And as we work through the options and develop a, a business case going forward, that's, that's gonna be a large part of what I, what I bring to the table. 
I um I personally hear echoes of Phoenix as you talk about um Lycan in the sense of a, a sort of pragmatic approach because this is such a new industry. Um it's you know it's only 10 years since um the, the people at Dendrium were doing what they were doing. Um and we're still in its it we're still right there in its infancy. How far are you therefore from delivering that first uh, product into a patient? Yeah, I think that's a 2021 event. Um, so we are we are undergoing technology transfer for our first partner as we speak. Um, we have a robust uh, business development pipeline. We have a team poised to, to move these processes in efficiently. We have significant available capacity because of the fact that we're new. Um, and, and the facility has gone under um, significant validation efforts. So we are, we are poised to, to bring, bring products in. And, and once we complete the technology transfer and all the necessary validation runs, then it's going to be, uh, with, then it's going to be focused on patient recruitment uh, in, these, in these various clinical trials. And so um, that's where you know, cell therapy became very uh, interesting to me when I, when I fully appreciated the fact that, that we, we stand at the ready um, as patients either join a clinical trial or patients are diagnosed and, and we're always ready uh, to receive that material and, and put it into one of our suites. And, and, and so we, we believe, or I fully believe that that'll be a 2021 event and it will be transformative for this team. When we first put our first um, product into a patient at Phoenix, uh, the impact was palpable across the team. And that's what I'm really excited for with, with the team at Lycan. I'm sure several of them have done that, but there's a lot of folks uh, in the Lycan um, on the Lycan team that have never had the experience of handling a product that ultimately went back into a patient. And if there's a reason to be in biotechnology, that's the reason. And even most folks um, probably don't fully realize the impact it's going to have on them that day when we know that the first patient is receiving the therapy and it's having a positive impact on their on their life. And that sounds like a pretty poignant place to leave it. However, um, I'm pretty good at um, ruining poignancy. So I'm going to ask one final question just for my own uh, desire and urge, because I'm a journalist. I love semantics. So why is Lycan Bioscience described as an MSO, a manufacturing services organization, rather than a CMO or a CDMO? Is this just marketing talk or is there particular relevance here? I think the, the again it gets back to our our, our line about the difference is personal uh, contract manufacturing contract development manufacturing. There's more to the to this offering than just manufacturing. We endeavor to essentially be on that patient journey from the moment the the, the patient cells are, are 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 taken from their body, and we process we we make sure logistically that 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 their material arrives at our site um, flawlessly we execute and deliver it directly back to the patient. So there's more to our offering than simply manufacturing. Um, there's the end-to-end -end solution that Lycan endeavors to, to deliver for our partners and more importantly, our patients. So there's, it, it's, a lot more, it's a lot different than your standard um, contract manufacturing organization. And, and really, again, it gets down to the difference here is it's personal. 
Um, there's a lot more to this than, than just contract manufacturing. So I believe the st using the standard CMO or CDMO is, is, is really not appropriate for what we're doing here. And I think the range of services that we deliver beginning and ending with the patient, you know, is, is the difference. And, and that's why we, we want to call ourselves a manufacturing services organization. Patrick Lucy, Chief Operating Officer at Lycan Bioscience. I look forward to continuing to report your evolution, both personally and um, that of Lycan. And I thank you so much for speaking to me today. Thank you, Dan. Great speaking with you, and I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to tell you about Lycan. Well, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay safe.